I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm a human, and I'm coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight, too. I like to eat. I like to have children. I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. This TC and Jake. All right. Uh, going to keep on going with interview month. Month is, you know, it's all just like a temporal uh, construct, you yeah, know? Right. Time is a flat circle. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, we, we are talking to uh, Steven. He's a, a dedicated listener of the podcast who... Uh, all the people out there, like whenever, whenever I say like, "Hey, you guys should uh, hit me up for uh, rides to the airport, etc." Um, and you wonder, does anyone ever do that? You know, what, what's what's the upside? Could TC and I become best friends if I do do that? The answer is maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> D- depends how much you pay. <laughs> um, how little you talk. I, but, I was the first one, in fact, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was the first one. I I, I do that stuff a lot, yeah. but. Uh, uh, yeah, I I, I know Stephen's story Early because adopter. yeah, I, I gave him a ride, and I feel like doing this for every single Uber ride. I think if you, I think with any person, I think that this proves it. If any person you say, "What's the most interesting thing that ever happened to you?" You're about to get some good shit. Uh, it's the and, premise of Taxi Cab Confessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. HBO hit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I know you're a big golf fan, so we can get into your uh, thoughts on the FedEx as well if you're interested. But I, I think we're mainly here to talk about the most interesting thing that ever happened to him. And I don't even think I asked you the question, though, did I? I, th- I think you were just like, I think we were driving by the bank and you were just like, yeah, see that bank there? <laughs> Is that how it happened? Yeah, pretty much. So I think, honestly, the way it happened was I hopped in your car and I said, I apologize, but I'm going to talk to you like you're my best bud because I listen to you guys all the time anyway. <laughs> so I'm sure y'all get yeah. it all the time. Sure. So I said, I'm just going to dive right into I this, prefer that. this crazy shit that happened to me recently. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it happened to be the uh, time I was robbed at gunpoint here in North Dallas at a, at a um, very well-known... Uh, did you already mention the name of the bank? I don't, know the I don't even remember the name of the bank. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, very very well-known commercial bank. Which, Details are not important. Yeah. Uh, the the general outline of everything, and I I, w- I want to know the whole thing. Uh, you know, yeah. like uh, start from when you woke up in the morning and, and talk us through until you <laughs> fell asleep. Well, how long ago was this? So this happened in May of 2018. Okay, okay, I believe. And that's, that's got to be right. Yeah, it, it wrapped up in year. the last couple months. Yeah. So uh, went to trial. Yeah, it's been fairly recently. Um, Gosh, dang, now I can't even remember when the trial was. But I believe the trial was like, you know, maybe late last summer into last fall. Something yeah. like that. Uh, if you could get even closer to the mic, that would, uh, that would be, right. be useful. <laughs> see, see how yeah. close I am on mine? Yeah. Knob it up. Yeah, this is my first time. I No, I, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> I, it probably doesn't matter. It's going to sound great either way. I'm just, uh, I'm, uh, you know, particular about these things. But yeah, so sure. uh, so how, how, how does this story start? So it starts just like any other day. Um, uh, I don't think it was a work day, but anyway, I just I found myself needing some cash. Mm-hmm. Stopped by the local uh, bank branch and did the old drive-through, you know, drive-through ATM bit, and uh, go through there, and I'm pulling out some cash, and uh, 
uh, you know, it was a substantial amount of cash. In fact, uh, $600 in cash. And as I'm doing that, you know, is that your I, limit? I think that's my limit. <laughs> I think the the default is 500, and okay. then you can always raise it. I think I've raised mine since to like 750 or something like that. After that's the like ro- a, that's after like the a robbery, daily limit. After the robbery, you thought I want to be able to get out more at once. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I think limit I'm my exposure. At, I think I'm still at three bills. <laughs> I mean, I I don't. so you just ask. Yeah, you can, I didn't you, know that. You you can literally, and full disclosure, I used to work at that same exact commercial bank uh-huh. a long so time ago. Earlier in my career, yeah, yeah, I worked in commercial banking, so yeah, I I knew that. So it's probably better um, I don't ask. They, they they probably set you guys, you know, they set yeah, you at three hundred. Right <laughs> they set <laughs> you at three hundred when they give you like the little college checking account. Yeah, and you yeah. guys have probably moved on up a little bit since then, so yeah. you can you can easily no. just call and ask. Well, yeah, I mean, I've got the same limit. I had when I was 16. Yeah. Uh, so over 18 years ago. But TC's right. It's probably better that I keep it right, <laughs> right, right around there. Yeah, my yeah. bank has never looked at the amounts coming in and said we should do we should anything raise. different. <laughs> 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 They're like, this, this is good for you. They're like, yeah, we'll let you keep the account. Is what right. they offer you. So you're taking out 600 bucks. Yeah, pulling out 600 bucks as you do. Um, and you know, I, I think we're all just in our own world. So I've got music on. I've got like, I, I was just a sitting duck, basically, is what I've I've figured out later. Is I had yeah. I've got I've got cash in my lap. I've got my wallet on the center console. You know, just all my shit is just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then next thing I know, and actually, I should say I saw this guy out of my peripheral vision. I saw him walking up out of the left corner of my eye. But I didn't think anything of it because if you guys know anything about that particular part of the neighborhood, kind of by 75 and 635, that high five area, mm-hmm. a lot of transient folks, yeah. you know, um, nice way to put it. There's some uh, hotels you can get for reasonable rates. Yes. <laughs> Very nice way to put it. In fact, there's one that backs up to that that is exactly like you're talking about. But So anyway, um, I, I had lived there, uh, myself and, and my lady had lived there for a year or so. So we were used to, anytime we stop at a convenience store over there, just, you know, transient people walking up asking for change. And I honestly thought that's what this guy was doing as, mm-hmm. I, as I see him approaching out of my, uh, the corner of my left eye. Which is fair. Yeah. And I don't think you could be able to live life any other way. No, If every time right. someone's walking up, you're like fucking immediate danger yeah you'd be miserable yeah yeah so then next thing i know he's come around that he kind of crept around the atm and he's popped out from behind the atm my window is completely down and before i know it there is a handgun in in my vehicle pointed right at my face and uh it's i tell people this part of the story all the time when someone sticks a gun in your face you're not like looking at their face or their clothes or trying to get a description all you can zoom in on is that gun i'm just looking at that gun and my first instinct and i can tell you i mean it was a it was a little uh silver handgun i'm not a big gun guy so i don't really know exactly what it was but silver handgun it's pointing right in my face and i think my immediate reaction was to kind of stick my hands up and say hang on man it's cool you don't have to do this trying to reason him out of it which was stupid but that was just my first instinct and then he calmly just said uh drop everything and get out of the vehicle or i will kill you don't make me kill you if i have to so those were the uh, magic words for me. I just dropped everything and, and 
obeyed what he said. I think that's, as far as things people can say whenever they're pointing a gun at you, I certainly want get out of the vehicle rather than get into the vehicle, right? Yes, as I don't, I don't know this story ahead of time, so I thought you might have been in a drive from ATM to ATM type situation. And that's always terrified me because I feel as if I might start to get courageous <laughs> at some point. Like, I mean, oh, we, sure, sure. The, the break, time to be out. courageous, though, is not the midpoint. Right. No, I just, yeah, we've talked about that before yeah. from uh, I Survived. That yeah. once people say yes and you get in the car or whatever, or they get in your car, you're kind of fucked. I just mean. Because he's if, gaining some confidence. If we had to go to like four different ATMs, at some point I might be like, I could probably wreck this. Right. And limit the damage to me, and I would end up paralyzed. <laughs> uh, but get out, certainly. So you get out through the passenger or through the driver's side door? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and yeah, just going back to the courageous bit, I mean, certainly ever since then I've thought, man, could I have just like grabbed the gun and tried to tussle with him? Yeah, maybe, but. Uh, you know, I wasn't thinking about that at that point. Yeah, I would say that's my 90, mind. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people are doing what you did. Exactly. Yeah, and I, as, as someone who's uh, the the cheerleader in the uh, grab the gun fan club, I <laughs> I feel like if there's a situation where you just like go on with it, uh, it's the one you were in. Like that six hundred dollars. I feel like yeah. real high chance you're getting that back from the bank. And if you're not, yep, six hundred dollars. Yep, not that big a deal. Yep, which I did get back from the bank. The car's insured. Yep, like this is the consequences to you for getting out are like really, really low. Exactly. So if someone's got a gun in your face and like all they're asking is for like you know you to be without a car for like twenty four hours, like yeah. Also, you're that. in the car. You know, you're not both on foot. It's almost like if you're trying to fight in water. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to grab over the top. You're going to grab that. Now you're in your car and he's outside. You have no leverage or no way to weight yourself down. You would, That's a terrible fucking plan. That's a good point. Terrible. I would not want to fight with someone sitting down. I hadn't <laughs> thought about that. Exactly. I mean, because his the, the robber's technique on this is fucking dog shit. Like, whenever you have a gun, the advantage is that you can hurt someone from far away. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, yeah, don't fucking right. put it close that's enough right. so they can touch it. <laughs> so you're, you're sort of extolling the brilliance of the DC sniper. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you know. Kind of br- they were brilliant. Com- compare the two, uh, you know, who, who got who got what they who got done more of what they're looking. I'm taking. I, I backed off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say that. It out. No, 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 it's not going to be edited <laughs> okay. out, but just uh, if anyone later tries to say that I said it, I want to be clear, I did not say that. Right, you did not just call the DC sniper task-oriented. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, I, obviously. Obviously, I did not, I would not say that, because that's not the kind of thing I say. Right. And the fact that you would say that I Maybe said that's that worse. more reflects on you. So, you get out of the car and it's done? Well, uh, no. <laughs> well... It was it was at least on pause for me at that point. I mean, I I complied with what he said. I hopped out and and by, the, by the way, he also wanted my wallet. You know, because I had my my cash and wallet and and it was a I was driving a one of those little Cadillac SUVs at the time, so it's one of those push button start things. So it's still on. So I get out. I do what he says and I leave my wallet and my cash in the vehicle. I get out. He hops in and he starts peeling out and driving away. But he he actually had the presence of mind to stop while he was still there in that little drive through area. And he shouted at me, hey, keys, I need your key. And if he hadn't remembered that 
the next time he would have turned it off, he would have been like, ah, oh, shit, I can't, can't go anywhere, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. so by that point, and, and the other thing too is that like when something like that happens to you, your brain and your body, your fight or flight response doesn't quite catch up to you immediately. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I was kind of calm, weirdly calm when the gun was in my face. Yeah. But then as he starts to pull away, my heart starts fucking pounding out of my chest. And as he's saying, keys, I need your keys. It took me a minute to compute. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. So I took him my keys. I gave him my keys. And then he peeled out. And I think he just like was on two wheels as he pulled out onto the uh, service road to get towards the highway. And um, I can kind of pause here and take this story in a number of different directions because we've got what happened to me afterwards. And then we've got what happened to the guy who jacked my vehicle because he then went on a, a spree. An epic spree. Let's do both. You yeah. pick. I feel like this is like uh, this is like goosebumps. Well, how, how I do you choose my own ending? <laughs> like you're you're in the uh, the parking lot. Like uh, what? Yeah. How does that end for you? Like you know what? I mean, do you do you still have your cell phone? Yeah, luckily. Did you call uh, someone. They, they I I've got two phones. Uh, luckily, oh. they were both. <laughs> I got two phones, <laughs> like Kevin Gates or whatever. <laughs> Double the amount of normal amount of phones. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I, one's work, one's personal, but anyway, he, luckily those were in my pockets. So he didn't see them. He didn't think to ask for those. Okay. So I immediately, as I'm walking around towards the front of the branch to, to walk in and report, um, you know, I called my wife and she's freaking out. Like, are you kidding? Is this a bit? You know, cause I tell her all about the ticket stuff. <laughs> yeah. So she knows she's like, are you doing a bit? You a know, classic fat Joe left Atlantic. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wings for yeah. P, but it's an armed robbery. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It wasn't a fat Joe left Atlantic. It was, <laughs> it was real. So, uh, she of course like shows up there in five seconds flat or whatever. But, um, so I walk into the front of the branch and they had already gone into their kind of emergency you know we're being robbed protocol oh they so, knew oh yeah okay so and that's i mean i, I guess mean, they got cameras there's probably someone sitting in the drive through right window and everything yeah and right. as a matter right. of fact i could back up a little bit and tell you that this dude like i wasn't the beginning of this spree this guy had stolen another vehicle in downtown dallas driven it up to north dallas had somehow during the course of driving crazy like busted one of the tires so <laughs> this is the funniest part, or well, depending on what you think is funny, I think it's funny. He pulls into a uh, auto repair shop and talks to one of the, the mechanics. He's like, hey, I've got a flat tire. Can you guys fix this? And they're like, sure, no problem. Just park it there and wait. And so he parks that car there, the car that he's stolen, and he just checks the very next car next to it. It's unlocked. He hops in there keys are in it he drives off in that car he checks the the front uh glove compartment and there's a fucking gun in there and that's that's, where that's he got the, the gun, gun he used oh, before that fuck. he was a non-violent guy he had never i mean i had a chance to like look up his rap sheet just mm-hmm. through resources i have at work um and he had a long rap sheet before that but nothing violent and that day <clears> might not have been intending on anything you know particularly violent yeah. He started playing fucking GTA. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was about to tell you that later. Uh, that comes that comes into play during the sentencing. Ooh, okay, <laughs> all right. So uh, the the original. First of all, how uh, how how did you? I mean, I, I guess it's probably just like uh, police telling you. But how how did you find all this out? 
Like the, the him what? stealing the car and then oh yeah, it was to, you know it's not like you were in downtown Dallas. No, with yeah, him. yeah. So it was a, a few steps down the road. Once I so I walk into the bank branch and immediately, actually, there was a police officer already on the scene before I even walked in. Okay, because after the dude had stolen the car with the gun in it, he comes up to that branch. He like threatens a woman outside of the branch, snatches her purse, rifles through it, nothing in it. Goes around to the side of the branch there's a uh ups truck and he tries to carjack the ups truck and i guess somehow they have like security where not just anyone can start a ups truck i don't know it's near impossible yeah so he was unable to do that and so he makes his way around to the back of the branch was chappy in charge of developing that technology no but i'm aware of it okay So, uh, love Chappie, by the way. He's <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting a big head. Yeah, he? yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and your daughter's birthday party, I, uh, my recollection is that he just basically walked up. He's like, so I've been doing pretty good on the radio, huh? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not far off. And, I'd, and rather, uh, I'd rather not talk about it. And he has. Okay, cool. Hey, um, you've been doing great. So why why do you think, is it just like the, the Cadillac's a nicer car than the one he... And just want to pause for a second and show absolute admiration for the chutzpah of a guy taking a fucking stolen car to get repaired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was brilliant. It was genius. It, it seems kind of dumb. Well, like, it's also a place where there might be a lot of unlocked cars, and sometimes people That's exactly, I think, yeah. what his thought was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so so he he steals one car. He steals a second car. Why did he need your car? It just looked like a nicer car? Man, uh, he was on a kamikaze, crazy-ass binge, and so there wasn't a lot of thought process in what he was doing okay like he was strung out on drugs and he just was stealing stuff that didn't even make sense you know so he was just i i I honestly don't know why he ditched that other car maybe it was because it would have been easier connected to him since the people at the auto shop saw his face right right that's that's the only thing i can think of but i'm not sure about that part yeah, trace yeah. to that to those I plates. Mean, so now you grab probably a lot of cameras at the bank. That's true too, but you're, you're keeping it moving. Of, there, there tweaker's are, gonna do what Tweaker's gonna do. Keep that moving. Exactly right. He was a tweaker, but but yeah. Um, and to that point, just so happened the camera that was focused on the ATM portion where I was was out that day. Oh, so shit. the only yeah. camera that was working, there is a camera inside of an ATM that that you know videos the person pulling out cash Uh and so they have a perfect video of me turning white as a ghost and being scared but they didn't get a very good look at him through the chase video can we tweet that out as part of this episode (laughs) (laughs) so when you get into the bank when you're in the branch the cops already there immediately you're like i'm the guy that just got jacked yep so i was in there the ups driver was in there as well as the lady that kind of got purse snatched out front um I I was kind of a little bit upset with the bank at that time because I was like, you guys were going into your lockdown protocol at that point. Y'all had plenty of time to notify me through the ATM in some way, like get out of there. Yeah. But they didn't. And of course, you know, the, the, this, this huge uh, bank did everything they could to give like the, some big, executive bigwig gave me a call if there's anything we can do you know let us know blah 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 but it was just them covering their ass pr wise right you know yeah i don't don't think think i don't think they'll change that policy although i think they should yeah because you could have been locked out right 
I mean, uh, I, like if uh, I guess that's more like if somebody's inside, you'd be worried about that. But I mean, if he would have just been driving around in the parking lot and they would have locked the bank down, you could have been like sitting duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe like you know, whenever the guy's walking up, just to like someone come over the intercom, I think it'd just be like, "Hey, he's got a gun." Yeah, like fucking definitely. That would have taken a lot that. of presence of mind. Like, I, I'm not, like, you know, I think that wouldn't have been the first thing I thought of. Like, I think most people are like, you know, personal safety and then that's right. figure out what's going on with but the But you might the have, ATM if somebody had told you that's what you have, that's, that's yeah. the first thing you yeah, should think of. Yeah, if you do training where not, they're like, hey, yeah. watch out for the ATM people. Yeah. Yeah. And it clearly wasn't part of their training and, uh, you know, no offense to them, but the people who work those drive through lanes are minimum wage employees not worth it for them to put their lives on the line for yeah something like that yeah yeah so uh yeah so i walk into the branch uh police officer the first officer to arrive to the scene was just taking statements from us and then not long off after that uh, a couple of detectives who are specifically like violent crime like armed robbery murder type investigators they show up and get my statement again and from then on, that detective, and I won't name him by name either, but he was a great dude. He helped me out every step of the way. He was great. Um, that guy kind of was my point of contact going forward through, throughout that investigation. That's cool. Yeah. And so what did the uh, – now to the part of the book where what did the guy do after he's got your car – and your keys and your wallet and your six hundo. Yeah, so he uh, just went and wild out. He uh, <laughs> this dude like game works. Or? <laughs> How much meth can you buy for six hundred dollars? <laughs> Did I tell you that you guys part of that that part of the story? Y'all are right on. He what? was a tweaker. Oh yeah, we were talking. Yeah, just I like, mean, it seems pretty. The yeah. profile, yeah. not a lot of potheads. Uh, yeah, that's people, right. you know, pothead yeah. would have gone home and taken a nap. Uh, and like, you know, cer certainly there's uh, heavy drugs uh, that you would like uh, kill for, but uh, that this, the particular method of like stealing a bunch of cars and like. And then kind guns. of being distracted by another one and being like, ooh, that looks like yeah, that's, that's, that's real methy. You yeah. know, we watch Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. right. So, yeah, so he went on a crazy ass rampage. He, uh, let's see, he robbed a 7 Eleven, which made no sense. Um, he just stole a bunch of like candies and snacks and crap, <laughs> and and the best part about that I is I thought it kind of handled your appetite for the most part, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. When you come down, maybe yeah, with some gushers. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I mean, I do find that for my drug experiences, planning ahead is key yeah. to how much you're gonna enjoy it. Right. So you know, I'm I'm with him there. Me too, man. I love my candy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm with you, TC. Um, okay, so he so the 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 part where he really screwed up was honestly robbing that 7-Eleven because, um, you know, he didn't get anything worth any dollar value. But what he did was he put his face on all, you know, 12 cameras that are in that 7-Eleven with perfect clear picture. Yeah. So yeah. whereas had this one semi-grainy, sorry, the bank had this one semi-grainy uh, video of, uh, of the incident, and we we had to, they had to get a subpoena to, to uh, release that video. 7-Eleven was like, sure, we've got his face, perfect, you know, clear. You guys can go nuts. So that was really key in their investigation. But then after that, he 
uh, went and did the whole uh, go door-to-door in nice neighborhoods and jacked a ton of Amazon packages and cell phones, laptops, tablets, all sorts of crap. Um, See, that's just, I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, it all goes back to uh, Tweaker's going to tweak, but, like, uh, once he got the money, like, once he got the $600, just... Drive to the dealer's house, man. Yeah, just go buy your meth. Dip, yeah. yeah. Maybe How dip, much meth does one need? Maybe yeah. dip from the car. Like, get close, but somehow get rid of the car or now something. I'd, I'd want to know what the dealer could, uh, what he wants for this. How, how much? Yeah, that's Like, a good Ralph point. being like, how much cocaine can I get for this boat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, One of the all-time stories. On uh, Press Your Luck. Yeah, you want a fucking boat <laughs> Ralph drove Strange's. into his coke dealer's yeah. house? <laughs> want a small... Like a not a like a small sailboat, right? Something, <laughs> Something like that. Like On that. A game show, I don't drove know. it to a dealer and was like, I don't know, what do you got? Make me, make me an offer. Yeah. I, I think whatever uh, seems fair to you. Going door to door, though. I mean, you really want to talk about slowing down your pace? Yeah, oh my that's, God. that's well. I mean, again, nothing he did makes sense. Yeah. Um, so uh, while he was on this rampage, he also busted through those uh, railroad crossing things Mm -hmm. in my vehicle, busted through that. (laughs) Why not? Um, He popped over several medians. Um, Needless to say, when... Kind of went out of alignment. (laughs) Yeah, you could say. (laughs) Needless to say, uh, that vehicle was totaled like a motherfucker. (laughs) and, And it took forever because what I learned is that I guess he committed so many crimes. By the way, so just to kind of tie a ribbon on that part, he ended up committing, they said, like 10 to 12 felony armed robberies during that portion of the thing after he jacked my car. So um, he hit a cyclist, you know, a a bicyclist was just riding down the road, getting his workout. Is that person okay? I I think so. From last I heard, they said he went to the hospital, but he was going to be okay. So, yeah, good good thing, yeah, he was okay, but, uh, so, yeah. Um, how, did it, how did he end up ending the spree? When did he get, is it three stars <laughs> or five stars whenever you know the heat? You got into the cheat code. Well, you got to, uh, you got to kill a cop to get to five. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so we're right, right on the edge of that. Yeah. Cyclist doesn't get you there. Yeah, I, I, I've, <laughs> I've tried. I've found it's very hard to uh, to get past three without uh, killing an officer. And even in one officer is not going to give you three, yeah. Yes, yes. I, I, I personally, in real life, have never killed a police officer. I okay. want to be exceptionally clear about that. So when did, yeah, how did it end up for him? So uh, when, <clears throat> when he robbed me, it was Thursday afternoon in broad daylight, by the way. This is like 3.45 p.m. <coughs> And so by the time I reported it later that afternoon, evening, it took him a day and a half. He was arrested on Saturday morning, like we early morning hours of like two or three a.m. on that Monday morning. So it would have been or no, did I, Saturday morning. Yeah. So he really only had it for like a little over a day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he did all of that crap, all the crazy crap he did was within the span of about 24 hours. Just so dumb to drive a stolen car recklessly. Like to be fucking Right, exactly. Busting through railroad stuff like you, you, there's no need for it. Yeah. Like you're not trying to get away from anyone. Like the cops yeah. weren't there then. Just fucking drive normal. Just drive normal. Do you and know how he was caught or yeah. good? He he took the precaution to switch the license plates. 
Oh. <clears throat> I obviously had Texas plates uh-huh. on it. And when they apprehended him and they, uh, they found him, he had replaced it with California plates. Okay. That's a good move. So not, not really representative of the rest of this stuff. But yeah, how, how, did, they, uh, how did they apprehend him? Uh, <clears throat> that part I don't know. I think that they had just gotten, obviously, a really perfect description from me mm-hmm. of what the vehicle looked like. I, I just happened to have like a little crack in the windshield. I told them exactly what year, make, model, all that. And so they were able to just, I guess, they, they you know, saw my vehicle or what they thought was my vehicle and then turned the, fla- the lights on and then he started trying to evade. And that's how they knew for sure they had the right guy, I guess. Damn. Yeah. I, I, was gonna, I was betting he had fallen asleep. Yeah. Like that it just all, he came down. I would assume he slept for several hours consecutively at some point in this timeline. Probably in jail and you wake up and you're like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was a good one. (laughs) Apparently, according According to what he was on, it definitely was an upper. He wasn't sleeping for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I just mean when you go down, you're going down hard. Yeah. And you might be like, ah, just take me. I don't know. Yeah. Give me somewhere to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, They got beds in jail. Um, So so you uh, get introduced to the detective at the bank. Yes. Uh, Yep. Is is he plain clothes? That's just curious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was plain clothes. So the the first uh, officer to arrive to the scene, she was a female cop. She was super professional. She was great, too. But she was wearing the, you know, the uniform, the police gear. Yeah. And uh, but no, my detective was plain clothes, just, you know, slacks and a button down. And so he's the one calling you being like, hey, we got him. Yep. So actually, no, I should say that you kind of have to do a lot of the legwork yourself Mm -hmm. as far as following up. You know, they're not going to call you every time something happens. So that seems like a big one. We found your car. Seems like a call they would want to make. Right. I, I, I kept calling them. Like I say, they recovered it on Saturday and I was calling them on Monday, Tuesday. I don't know when I, I just remember being a little bit frustrated with how long it took for them to finally say, yes, it's confirmed. We have your vehicle and we are just, it's an active investigation. So we, there's limits to what we can tell you. Yeah. And the uh, the reason why it took a lot longer than I thought, I mean, <clears throat> I think everyone kind of gets that sense that it, it, it should be a lot more efficient. But in this case specifically, he had done his little, I wouldn't call him petty, but he had done his little armed robberies in a few different jurisdictions. Okay. So what that means is it's not just my detective who's quarterbacking the thing and and getting everything done, he has to politic with different detectives and different, I don't know, police, yeah. you know, the, 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 their leaders um, in different ju- jurisdictions. So what that means is there were multiple detective holds on my vehicle while it was impounded. <clears throat> and so they all had to do their thing of writing their reports, going through all the merchandise, <clears throat> trying to recover the merchandise that was of value and blah 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 and so it ended up being a good month to six weeks before they finally said okay we've released the detective holds here is where your vehicle is it was at one of those impounds downtown next to uh what's that jail lou yeah yeah 
yeah. right across the street from there. And my vehicle was just filled with bullshit. Just filled with bullshit. Dirty Mike totally. and the boys got into it. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, one of my buddies loves to make that joke. Uh, yeah. Great bit. Yeah. Is uh, Damn, I can't think of the line now. But yeah, they hopefully they didn't. Actually, they did use it in that manner, kind of, because when I went through, you know, when I'm finally able to, like, look through my uh, vehicle, luckily one of the things the guy had stolen was like this big box of latex gloves. And so I was like, uh-huh. thank God. I can put these latex gloves on, kind of go through all the stuff, yeah. see, see if there's anything of mine I can recover. How thoughtful. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I was able to find a uh, little tiny container which had a needle in it, which looked like it was for drug use. And then I also found a young lady, or I don't know how young, but a lady's like personal effects, some receipts and some stuff with her name on it. And so clearly he used my car for a little bit of a rendezvous. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Dirty Mike and the boys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Shonda, I've got a car. Where are you? Yeah. Yeah. Got some wheels. Um, so <laughs> you, uh, what, at what point do they approach you and say, we want you to talk at the trial? So that was, uh, let's see. Well, first of all, I guess my first, the first couple times I went down to the police station was just my detective being very cool with me and, and saying, look, I recovered your golf clubs and your golf shoes. Like I have like, you know, all the Tiger Woods shoes. I've got like, I've spent way too much money on golf shoes in my life. So he knew that was important to me. I said, look, dude, I don't even care about the car get my clubs and get my golf shoes. And so he was cool as shit about that. He, you know, before it could yeah, go you, into You didn't tell me he uh, he took the clubs. <laughs> What's that? You didn't tell me he took the clubs. That's, that's a serious <laughs> charge. <laughs> I, you know, I I'm, I'm not much of a uh, golfer myself, but uh I, I know from our our, our half hour uh, ride together, you you yeah. you've played like you uh had pro aspirations at some point, right? Yeah, I played competitively in high school and then college. I tried to play in college and then after college tried to kind of uh, sponsor myself, so to speak. It's very expensive, but yeah, I entered some qualifiers and missed qualifying for tournaments here and there by a shot or two, but it's it's tough. Yeah, Yeah, It's a competitive sport. it's, uh, (laughs) it's, It's a higher level of golf than most get to. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I would consider myself a weak scratch. My golfers out there know what that means. <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. we do not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so, so he... The so he got me my clubs. gives you clubs, yeah. Yep, got me my clubs. I was like, thank you. I think I hugged him at that point. And then, um, and then after that, he just said, hang tight. I've got your phone number. Get in touch with me if you change your phone number for whatever reason, but the district attorney or ADA is going to want to get in touch with you. And most likely they're going to need you to testify, you know, unless this guy just completely pleas down, you know, takes a, takes a deal, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I really didn't think anything of it. And, um, as you guys probably know, these things draw out and take forever. So I pretty much stopped thinking it was a possibility. And then, like I say, last summer, I get a call from a random number, and it's the assistant DA of Dallas. And he's saying, you know, hey, blah, blah, blah. 
the you know this case is going to go to trial and um you know are you still willing to speak to us and uh and i was like absolutely you know absolutely i want to do whatever i can to help um but actually rewind back a little bit they um i guess the reason why i was considered as a what what could have been a credible witness was because they had me while they had him in custody my detective called me and i might have tc told you that part of the story too mm-hmm. where he had me come down to the police station and he said you think you can pick him out of a lineup and i said yeah oh I think really so. no I, I don't think yeah. he told me that that's crazy so so this was yeah that so was he did a fucking lineup dude i did and it was nothing like you see in the movies and tv shows okay, okay what was it like so i'm thinking or like you know that seinfeld episode where kramer's in the, right. in the lineup or whatever nothing like that um i'm thinking yeah i can you know i vaguely remember what he looks like and i'm sure this will be a breeze and so he's like all right come on down to the station we'll have you look through the lineup so i get down there and um he meets me down in the lobby and he kind of starts saying he was like well what do you remember and i said well i remember light-skinned black dude um short hair uh maybe some stubble and that's about all i remember you know um and medium build you know i wouldn't say athletic just medium build or whatever yeah um and if you can get to that <laughs> and uh so so he's like okay yeah 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 i think you can get him i think you got him and we didn't say another word until we get into the elevator and then the detective starts coaching me and later on i thought i wonder if he was doing that just because there's no cameras no audio in that elevator yeah um because he coached me a little bit and he, he basically said um it's the one in the gray jacket <laughs> <laughs> basically he said dude i think you got him but here's the thing that's gonna maybe help you narrow it down he's ethiopian <clears throat> so yeah so i i they put me in this like windowless room you know it's an interrogation room it's what they normally use it for and they have to have this other detective that's not my detective so to speak and he's like okay i'm going to show you a series of six photos Mm -hmm. and after each one you tell me you know yes or no basically and uh you know if you say oh and this is the other thing too that that my detective had warned me about in the elevator he said if you do, if you are able to pick out the, the one, the suspect, the correct one, the, his next question is going to be on a scale of one to 100%, how certain are you mm-hmm. that this is the man that robbed you? He said, say 100%. Don't say 75, don't say 94, you know, say 100%. Because yeah. that's the only way it's going to be like admissible in court yeah. to where it's probable cause. And so that was good coaching because I was not even 50% sure of what I saw of the pictures. Because here's the thing. You think you're going to be looking at a live lineup or at the very least color pictures. But they give me these damn like Xerox, like old school, like black and white off an old printer. And and I mean, they all kind of, I mean, they, they purposefully pick people that are in the same demographics and all that. So. 
Yeah. Um, so man, I was fucked up if they had uh, like five white dudes. Yeah, just you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> These uh, are all women, except for. It's <laughs> pretty easy choice. Um. <laughs> so anyway, so the first couple photos I kind of liked, but then I was like, I, I just said no because I wasn't sure. And then we got to the end, and then like five and six. I kind of liked, but I really had no idea. And I, so I said no on five. And then six was my last one. So I just said yes, just because my last one. And there's no harm. Obviously, they coached me before that. Also, if you pick the wrong one, it's no big deal. We're not going to go <laughs> arrest that guy. Could be a big deal. <laughs> they, you know, they were like, we're not going to go arrest the guy. If you, if you pick the wrong one, it's just you pick the wrong one. And it's we can't use your use yours as evidence basically right yeah so i just picked six and i said yes and the guy was like okay zero to 100 percent. how certain are you i said 100 percent. and he said okay initial here sign here blah 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 and he walks out and my detective walks back knocks on the door steven you ready to go and i was like yeah and i walk out in the hallway and he damn near bear hugged me he was like you got him dude you nailed him <laughs> he was like i was watching from the camera in the other room and you were making me nervous because you did not you were taking forever to look at these pictures and uh i was like holy shit i did no way okay great <laughs> so so at that point that i guess you know legitimized me as a witness yeah jeez uh, no, they, uh, like, whenever the guy broke into my house, they, like, it, one of the only follow-ups I got, because I def, they definitely were not, like, uh, like, uh, one time they called, I guess this was the same conversation, because, like, someone else had had a break-in, and they had a decent description, and so they were asking me, like, they, they were, they wanted to know if he had tattoos, if my guy did, and, and he didn't, to my recollection. That was as far as they got? That was about, yeah, yeah, and actually, um... I was at Summer Bash, and a lady came up to me. It was like, "Hey, I'm a cop that works in that station. I just wanted you to know, you know, like we worked it pretty hard. Like we felt like we got close. And I, I don't, I don't think that ultimately anyone. I mean, I, I know ultimately no one got arrested for Damn. that crime. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. I, I like that morning. I would have been like, that. Like, what are you gonna get him on? <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. like you had half a shoe print. Like that. That's it. Yeah. He was wearing gloves. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, but the but on I that mean, phone that's... call when they were asking about the tattoos, uh, they were like, you know, could could you tell us what he looked like? Could you, you know, if we need you to pick out him out of lineup? And all, with all that, I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. I have yeah. No fucking clue what he looks like. It's yeah. an absolute blank in my mind. Like that's just, yeah. you know, I, I bet that they run into that a lot because I can't be the only person whose memory functions that way. There was a high stress situation. I mean, I, I I know his ethnicity. I've got a guess about his height. That's fucking it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's very common. And that's really, that was my situation, right? Yeah. I mean, we all, all go into a fight or flight response. Your brain doesn't function the way it normally does. I guess the difference in my situation was I was like, what the hell? Crapshoot. Yeah, I'll yeah. try. I'll do whatever I can because yeah. I just wanted to fucking get this guy. Sure. Reasonable. So then, so then that, the next step after that is ending up in court. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, pretty much. Next step is inter- ending up in court. They, um, you know, they had me show up that day. And it's so funny because, like, you know, you or I, you were in a similar situation. We consider this to be, like, one of the most memorable days of our lives. 
Sure. You know, it's very important to us, but to them, it's a job that they do every day. They're desensitized to it. Yeah. Although I will say, my detective, at some point, I think maybe when he gave me my golf clubs, he said, "Dude, I'm, I I investigate murders, armed robberies, but your video was scary as shit." <laughs> he was like, "Man, it was." fucking crazy and so i was like okay i mean i thought it was scary but coming from you you know that's cool that's crazy to hear but but yeah so so uh he's got something to investigate every day it's i don't think that there's one of those every day like a 10 crime no fucking spree no way yeah with a gun inches away from someone's face in a car yeah yeah because each one of those is a felony you know you stick a gun in someone's face that is a felony armed robbery or you know felony offense then you take the car then you take the packages yep skittles <laughs> so yeah, crackers do you have to wear a suit um I did, they didn't really tell me what the dress code was okay. i wore a suit just i don't know i look to look nice yeah sure <laughs> never, never know what kind of ladies you have in the the gallery well i just don't know if they tell you that you know if you're uh, yeah, a witness no. then we need you to look nicer or something like that and see that goes to my point of to them they kind of didn't give a damn it was kind of like this is just daily routine for us they didn't tell me like it was weird the ada called me are you willing to testify i said yes absolutely uh and he said okay great We'll send you the details. It's going to be on so-and-so date. That was it. No really? other details. And so... Did they sit... So are you saying they didn't sit down with you before? Like not I, not I at all, I just figured they would have coached you and like done some you dry think. runs. And yeah. That, that's what the movies say. Right. No. I mean, I got more coaching from right before picking him out of the lineup yeah. than actual testifying. That's weird. And maybe that's to keep it non-biased. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like they're allowed to do that given all the Law and Order episodes I've seen. Um, sure, but uh, CSI, you know. But I mean, I, I guess this, this is a pretty straightforward thing, you know, where it's just like, <laughs> did this man stick a gun in your face? Right, he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, do you know? So, did you just go for your part, or were you watching the whole trial? What was your interaction with it? So, I, I just went for my part. It was, um, it was the, his trial or his hearing pretty much lasted most of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, my part was in the morning. I believe it was from like nine a.m. till eleven a.m. or something, and then they had us break for lunch. And then they said, obviously, um, his, you know, so I guess you could call it the morning was the prosecution, right? The ADA asking me questions. They also had the UPS driver show up. He was the only other witness. And uh, so, but <laughs> my mom and my wife and my family told me I was the star witness, but, you know, they're, 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 <laughs> they're biased. You can, uh, you can call me a hero if you want. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't like uh, labels, you know, right? Demanding them. Hero, yeah. uh, whatever, whatever you guys want to go with, but no. Um, yeah. That's interesting. I, I just would have figured they had, like, everyone, like, the you know, the 7-Eleven guy, the, the people at the auto body shop. It could have yeah. said no. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just say, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, I get the sense that maybe the 7-Eleven guy was like, hell no. You know, some people, uh, you know, some people have the, the, uh, you walk into a court, who snitch. knows what happens. Right. Yeah. Or just don't trust the cop. Yeah. 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 That's Reasonable fairly enough. common. Yeah. 
So how so, long were you up there? So I was up there for, it, it felt like a while, but it was really probably only 20 minutes, 30, 20, 30 minutes okay. or so. And the ADA was great. He just asked me all the questions, kind of like you guys are, but just kind of like he had a certain response he was wanting to get out of me. And he actually had me repeat the line about the guy when he had the gun in his face saying, you know, I, I will kill you if I have to, you know, he had me repeat that twice for emphasis, which I thought was a good idea, you know? Yeah. And that's probably a, uh, that's gotta be like a legal tripwire. The point at which the words, I will kill you come out of your mouth. That's a different charge. That's, thing. Tacking yeah. On. Yeah. You're donezo yeah. uh, after that. So then, uh, the, uh, defense attorney, his defense attorney also was given the opportunity to ask me questions, but he didn't have any questions for me. And oh. I think he kind of struck the right note of knowing that his guy was guilty and just hoping to get off with a plea or, or, or something or maybe a reduced sentence just because he was so like admittive of guilt. So all the that his defense attorney said to me was, we're sorry this happened to you. We hope you take care of yourself. And if you're not already aware of the state of Texas fund for victims of violent crimes, I encourage you to check that out online. There's caseworkers that can help you. Apparently there's a little, you know, small dollar amount from each of those defense attorneys fees for that defend violent offenders goes into a bucket that the state of Texas uses to pay out. You, uh, get a little scratch? They give you a big golf check. Like a <laughs> one of these? Tournament. Yeah, yeah, one of, one of the, these the, I can the hold up. Hog hunting check. Yeah. <laughs> That's badass, by the way. I didn't oh, know thank you, you. they did one of those. Oh, absolutely. Where's Law Hawk at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 I gave out a little bit of that. I did not, I don't think I ever hit up the Law Hawk. I need to, we need to make that right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Hadn't thought about that. And then um, you can put it into a fund. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So um, one part of this that you, if I recall correctly, like kind of threw in at the end of our ride that I was like, whoa, 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 back up. Uh, what, what were you getting six hundred dollars for? Yeah, so I volunteered with TC that uh, that I was uh, you know six hundred dollars is a lot of money to pull out of an ATM. So yeah, I, I had uh, I was going to see my um, my plug, so to speak. Uh, after that, or that was the plan anyway, um, to procure some some pills. <laughs> yeah, you leave that part out. Did they even <laughs> ask you that? No, no, the cops didn't ask me about it, and I was not going to volunteer that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if they asked me about that, I'd be like, it's, "Fuck you." Yeah. You know, like, I feel like I've been in situations like that where cops start asking you questions of. I mean, it's really the same as when you're driving and the where you headed. Yeah, the, like, the pulled wait, over, whoa. like trying to fish. But I, I think yeah, that's a situation the, where they're trying to tag you right, for you're something. The suspect. Yeah, so yeah. In sense. this, like, they're not trying to trip him up. Like, it, it probably hurts their case if you know. Probably yeah. probably doesn't have much of an impact either way, but I I would assume, like you know, uh, our society does not treat drug users respectfully, and imagining that as like a smear on a witness of like yeah, what do you trust this man? He's a drug user, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. like that's some right. dumb bullshit people pull. Victim, I don't go victim for it. blaming, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, yeah. and I mean uh, it's I think it is kind of an interesting footnote just. It's almost something like out of that movie Crash, which we all now know is really corny. But I was one, pretty blown one, away at the one time. One best picture at the time. We all loved it at the time. You know, like, oh, this guy that got arrested at gunpoint, 
just so happens he was on his way to score. You know, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. Um, so if I could, one more thing about, yes. the, uh, about the trial. So you asked if it was a full day. It was. So they did recess at lunch, and then after lunch, it was going to be basically uh, the perpetrator, you know, the, the, the criminal who mm-hmm. uh, was going to be up on the stand, and uh, they had his attorney ask him a few questions, and I'm sure he had been prepped or whatever. Now, I don't know if this was actually his story of what happened or his reason for doing what he did, or if it was just a smart defense that his defense attorney concocted. But they said that he was so strung out on meth and or bath salts, which apparently is fake meth. I didn't know that. I just knew it was something makes people act crazy. Um, That he honestly thought he was in a video game. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I forgot to get back to this. That's the GTA. (laughs) That's the GTA thing, man. He claims that's a shoddy defense. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. But anyway, yeah, I respect the shooting it though. You know, shoot shot. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you got to try for something. Like, yeah. like, because that's very GTA-like behavior. That this guy's really testifying. Was. <laughs> he's going from car to car, jacking <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, a gun? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, snacks. Um, yeah. No, I just, uh, you know, um, I, I, I have a tough time imagining like what he's sitting up there on the stand, like just being like, yeah, you know, sorry all that happened, but uh, it wasn't me. I wasn't <laughs> feeling. Do- I wasn't feeling doing the missions that day, so I kind of went on a yeah. little free form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kind of the map. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never done meth. Um, and I guess it does appear to do crazy things to people. So maybe I should give some credibility to that. But, you know, I've certainly done a lot of drugs and never never been confused about whether or not I might have been in a Dude, in that bad, real life. Fat salts will make you disassociate in a way that no drug that you or you or me has ever done. Yeah. Yeah, I've never I really think so. done the disassociative ones. I've heard uh, uh, Special K's big on that. So Yeah, you know. I think you're... I don't know if I would, you know, whether it's specifically myself. video I can, game I can, or not. I can vouch on that on Special K, not that I've tried it. Uh-huh. But uh, actually, my wife has chronic pain, and it took forever for them to diagnose what it was. Mm-hmm. Now they say that she has Ehlers-Danlos, EDS, which is just a, it's just, she basically just has constant nerve pain. And so aside from... Yeah, it's it's it has sucked. I hear about that stuff, and I, oh, I'm just terrified. It's so yeah. I feel so bad. Yeah, for people like that, and like I just I don't. I mean, I would say I don't know what I would do. I know exactly what I'd do. <laughs> <laughs> fucking be out of here. Yeah, yeah. So one of the yeah, I mean, aside from like the the heavy painkillers and all that, one of the things they tried with her was ketamine, um, both in an injectable form as well as a nasal spray. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, whenever she would do that nasal spray, she was just acting crazy, talking nonsense, talking about stuff that wasn't going on. And so I, it pissed me off. And so I got her to put an end to that real quick. But I did try it once, and it was pretty fucking trippy. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know if you go on a spree, but you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You're already, I've heard already it's very kind of like fucking. Person. Yeah, you don't know like where you are, yeah. who you are. In what's fact, going here's on. a here's a uh, kind of um, what do you call it? Uh, just a random sports memory when I had had tried that stuff uh-huh. uh, a couple years ago in March Madness. I don't know if y'all remember. 
Coach Bayline was coaching the Michigan team that kind of made a run and got to like the Sweet 16 or maybe I even Elite Eight that. or something like that. We were at a Machine's Bachelor Party for oh, the big right. one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were watching uh, uh, the lottery that night on <laughs> Yeah, we <laughs> Yeah, we walked by the live lottery, the Texas lottery. <laughs> oh, yeah, lottery. I think I remember hearing y'all talk oh, about that. News. And then uh, <laughs> and I believe Saroy and I both had a little tiny bit of money on uh, the Wolverines <laughs> and uh, watched that shot going together. Had a great time. Uh, yeah, it was that, that freshman kid who made that 30 foot three so anyway right after that happens they're storming the floor and they get coach Bayline. coach coach Bayline, what did you think or whatever and the first thing he says he says hey look this freshman he's just an overdose of swag and <laughs> me and my my lady just started cracking up laughing like <laughs> on the floor like who is this old dude saying overdose of swag like we, yeah, we were definitely tripping a little bit. But. I wonder why he didn't connect with the Cavalier players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I just, uh, I like, if I, 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 it was. It's probably been at least a year since we had this uh, Uber ride we keep referring to, mm-hmm. and uh, my memory is uh, is not not perfect. But uh, I, I recalled some of the narrative here being like that you. Had some injuries from the golf that you were just kind of trying to get to where you could live a normal life, and I don't know. I I'm sure that there are people out there who are just bad people that uh, that get into opi- opioids. But in my I don't like, know that would make you a bad person. You're saying void of injury, separate like 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 there's bad people, yeah, and like they just have a you know bottomless thirst for drugs. I don't know. But what I'm saying is because I am a, a bleeding heart liberal, every time I hear about any kind of drug user, I assume. Like that, there's a reasonable explanation for this. That they're making choices that most people would make in their situation, and like it just turned out poorly. Yeah. And it sounded like that was kind of like like I don't know if, if my if I fucking fucked up my back playing golf and like you know just to get through a day and feel normal, there was something that could do it. I mean, I personally have like super large fucking fears about opioids. So yeah, which you but, should. Yeah, but but that's not everyone, and and that's right. only because like you know like if I if I had not like read up on it or like seen you know documentaries on it, I wouldn't have that. And it's it's not like uh, it's your fault that you haven't watched documentary. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just find the whole thing incredibly fucking sympathetic whenever I think about it in general, and then applying it to your specific situation. Uh, I, I don't know, like, is it your experience, like, where you just kind of start out, like, doing a little bit, and yeah. then you need more, and then... Yeah, no, get... I mean, I, I think my story and my wife's story is is the same story that you see on every one of those uh, documentaries, and we've seen them, too. Look, I mean, we all started uh, 10 years ago by taking one Vicodin, and then, oh, wow, I feel really happy for some reason. And then you start opening your dose a little bit, and down the road, I mean, you know, you end up, whether you're addicted or not, that just depends on a lot of different factors, your brain chemistry, as well as, I don't know, there's a lot to go into. I would just say that, to your point, we all need to adopt more of a harm reduction, uh, you know, um, approach approach here in the yeah. U.S., similar to to what you'll find in a lot of other countries where they say, hey, we need to be compassionate towards the people that need these medicines, uh, but also compassionate to ones who may have needed them at one time, but have had a hard time getting off of them. And, uh, you know, as opposed to a, uh, what do you want to call it, a a penal approach or one that is going to try to jail these people. Because what you... 
I mean, what you end up with is the bad apples like TC was talking about, the people who are going to take a normal pill, prescription pill, and grind it up and figure out a way to either inject it or snort it or whatever. I mean, those are clearly the people that don't need the pills. And, and meanwhile, they're getting better pills than my wife who needs them. Uh, it's just, it's kind of, that pendulum has swung back and forth over the years and it swings one way and it's like, we need to be compassionate for the patients. And then it swings the other way. And it's like, we've got to stop the spread of these drugs. So it's a, there's no right answer to it, but I agree with you. We need to (laughs) harm reduction is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, you know, on the one hand we can uh, obviously see from this story that uh, sometimes uh, like that, the drug use is not like entirely a victimless crime. I don't think that this person would have done the things to you that he did if, if, if drugs did not exist. Right. But on the other hand, like, I just, I just think that, uh, you know, doing the minority report shit of like, well, we got to crack down on all drug users because eventually one of them might do this. I don't know, man. That that's I, I like I really think that kind of the way to handle it is to wait till they do it and then punish them for that. Like I think that that's the only fair, just way. Like, yeah, it'd be great if there were like wait a consequenceless way that we could stop him from doing it before he's pointing a gun at your face. But like, uh, I don't know, man. I, I I don't think that that exists in this world. I, yeah. I think that every single attempt to do that is going to have so many consequences. You're going to get caught up with a lot of like you're going to end up inflicting so much conse- you know, like punishments and pain on people who it turns out never would have done something like that. That it it evens out in the end, and it, in some ways could be worse. Um, I don't know, like just I I don't want to pry too much, but like <laughs> what 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 is what is your path bent? Like is I I, I don't know. I just like. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but I, I really want to know if you've ever, like, shot it or anything. No way. Okay. No way. Um, no. I'd be... I wouldn't know what I was doing, first of all, and yeah, don't like needles, second of all. Um, yeah. But, <clears throat> you know, uh, I think uh, pretty much the story I told you is, is just the story. I mean, you know gosh, what, back in the late 2000s, 2007, 2008, 2009, I mean, you almost couldn't fall out of bed without landing in a bottle of Vicodins. They were just being heavily prescribed. Pill mills were still a thing. Um, Also, I will recommend you guys check out the Netflix documentary, The Pharmacist, if you haven't already. It's badass. Uh, Megan watched it. Okay. So I've, I've seen bits and pieces. It's very, very cool, and they, they kind of just approach it from an interesting perspective. It's an it's a old man who works at a pharmacy. His son is, is killed in a drug deal gone bad, and then he actually kind of is a one-man crusade against the pharmaceutical companies and, and their tactics of, of pushing them on doctors and you know, giving their sales reps all these crazy bonuses and all that. And, and the fact that they lied about how these drugs worked and uh, how they weren't addictive. You know, they just used language that was very slippery, you know. Um, but, I mean, they knew they were addictive. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, I got into it just, just yeah, I had some lingering kind of chronic injuries from golf. And I realized 
really the nail in the coffin for me <laughs> was that I realized if I took a couple, you know, double the normal dose of, of a Vicodin or a oxycodone or whatever, I could, I could name all of them. Um, if I took twice my normal dose, not only was my pain non-existent and I could go play golf, but also kind of those happy hormones or those happy endorphins were in my brain. And if you know anything about golf, it's a mental game. So I would go out there and just be happy-go-lucky. I wasn't worried about my form. Next thing you know, I'm five under through my first eight holes. And I'm like, hell yeah, I need to keep doing this. So that was the worst thing for me is I thought it helped my golf game. And that was probably stupid. But I'm sure there's a bunch of people that feel that way about non-athletic industries as well. Yeah, absolutely. If you just perform better at your job if you're, if you're happier. Yeah, they, yeah. And relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, my uh, personal history with any drug uh, is that, you know, the, the first times you do it are much better than the hundredth uh, times you do it. Like, Absolutely. It's just the way your brain works. Like, it eventually adjusts mm -hmm. and your tolerance gets higher. And I don't know, that 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 is why I stay away from that stuff. Because, like, I am 100% certain that, like, if I'd started, it would finish with, you know, like, <laughs> fucking a lot of daily use. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know, man. It's just, I... I I, uh, I I hope it turns out okay. You know, I, I don't know what your uh, current place in the path is, and you know, but I, I just man, I you know, not the praying type, but if I were, that would certainly be something I would pray on. <laughs> no, I appreciate that, and I can tell you, I'm I'm doing a lot better, and it's uh, good to hear. Yeah, man, it's uh, I think we're in a good place now. If we could just get uh, my my old lady. Sure. A little bit better, but she's doing better too now that she's getting those infusions and stuff. And I think that, uh, I mean, I'm happy that they've gotten her off of the crazy addictive, you know, narcotic pills. They've got her down to just your regular extended release morphines, and those are those aren't even. I wouldn't consider those abusable. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, you remember whenever we were having the argument about whether or not uh, we could buy heroin, like whether or not it was on the uh, on the air, it was like in the mixed with uh, with Norm um, about whether or not you could uh, just show up the next day with a bag of heroin. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a guy DM me and was like, uh, you know, certainly appreciated that he was uh, saying exactly how right I was. That was a good point by him, <laughs> but but like knew a ton about it, and I'm just like, okay, well. I I certainly appreciate the support, but I've got a lot of other concerns and worries. <laughs> Are you okay, man? Yeah, he might have just been a supplier. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess the last thing that I wanted to ask about is just from my one experience, I don't know, I it totally changed my understanding of the lingering effects of things like that. Absolutely. I, yeah. yeah. And like, like previously, you know, I mean, you can find all sorts of evidence of, on the, of it on this podcast and me being, you know, someone who just didn't take risks very, like just thought that most risks were overblown, which I still kind of think is like mostly true, but like, that's no longer how I feel. Like, like now whenever I hear something, what certainly anytime I ever wake up because the dog's barking, which is like, once or twice a week because yeah. he's a very fucking barking dog. <laughs> um, like now it's like every time I'm like, fuck, they're back. You know, like yeah. I, I know in my heart someone's in the house again. Yeah. And uh, 
I just was wondering if you could talk about the way that that's manifested. It sounds like that is your experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. crazy the way it fucking scrambles you, man. <sighs> yeah. I, <clears throat> you know, like directly after it happened, I kind of thought <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I don't know, um, a nice way to put this, but I kind of just thought, look, I'm a dude. I've always been pretty strong and mentally strong, and I'm, this ain't going to bother me, whatever. Like Certainly what I was thinking going on. Right, yeah. right. And, and I've been through like some other scary situations, not necessarily anything like this story, but, um, you know, I mean, we've all been in situations that like tested our physical strength and mental strength and all that. And, and so I just thought this was going to be just like the, one of those. I'd be fine. And then I was kind of, <clears throat> I hate to admit, <clears throat> kind of in the back of my mind thinking, hmm, how can I sandbag this for getting out of work purposes or, <laughs> you know, that. But then I pretty quickly realized that it was real. And yeah. uh, post-traumatic stress is very real. You know, there would be times when... I'm driving and my wife is in the passenger seat and she just does her thing that women do where she just like, you know, rocked her hair back to start, I don't know, putting her hair up or something. And I like jumped, you know, cause it was in my peripheral vision or, um, I mean, I can tell you that I do not go to those ATMs, um, that are kind of secluded, especially at night. Fuck, even yeah. though mine happened during the day, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, some of it's dude, not. There really is something about night. Because mine was daylight too. But yeah. it's, the dude, the, it, my brain goes triple crazy at night. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's the way, way we're wired. But, um, but yeah, it, it's, I, I definitely have some of that PTSD. A little bit of, um, I think, insomnia. And I don't know if it's, all the way related to that incident or not, but you know, I I should uh, in my company, which TC I told you about the company I work yeah. for, industry I'm in. I'm very lucky to have great great benefits, and so it seemed like a cool company. Yeah, so um, you know, with those benefits, I have access to like the best therapy and counseling and all that and you know i still see my my regular doctor you know twice a year and <clears throat> he's prescribed me with a few things to kind of help with just even out some of those feelings but uh he just keeps saying have you done therapy yet because therapy is the best thing you can do for that and i just again maybe it's because uh, i'm a guy and i just don't want to make that first phone call i just don't I just don't. Yeah, it's, it's, I, hard, it's hard I for me to pick up the, the phone and and make that first step. Yep, for yeah. sure. No, I I I haven't done it either, and it's really fucking dumb. <laughs> it really is. I just feel like an idiot every yeah. time it comes up. But there's never a time where I'm like, okay, now. I mean, I I guess there won't like, be one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless no, you, you just make one. You're right. You're That's right. right. That's right. You're right. I mean, it's it's on my list. I'm gonna do it soon. I'm gonna do it this year for sure. But I said that last year. Yeah. 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 So. I yeah. hear you, man. I don't. I don't fucking get it. Why? Why can't we make good choices for ourselves? <laughs> That's right. Well, it's super, super cool that you're. Uh, you have the courage to sit down and talk about all of this. Very, I, very cool. Yeah, I enjoy it. Like I say, love you guys. Listen, I'm a big P1 of y'all. P1 of the ticket, but big IJB P1, and so it's a cool experience for me. And uh, 
but yeah, it's good to tell my story and I'll shout out to my homeboys and I'll tell y'all to listen. <laughs> Thank you, man. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks a lot. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.